4: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
3: The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VCN. It's one of those idiots who believe in
5: analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VisaN.com, the Visa app, Fubo Link Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BenMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander, Ben Wilson, in this week for the vacationing Jeff Parlay. It's wedding season for young Jeff Parlay. He knows about 47 people who are getting
6: married. He's going to all those weddings.
5: I believe all this week, as a matter of
6: that's fact. A, that's an approximate estimate. No, well, The parlay wedding is uh, this time This time next year, May 2023. May twenty-three? Yeah. <laughs> it's the, It got pushed back or something? No, that was the plan. That was always the plan? I Why know, did I I think know you want a... the bachelor party is, is March Madness next year. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very, May 2023.
5: Very exciting. All right. Congratulations to Parlay. He's going He's just. Uh, he's perusing weddings just to see how his might go later. Getting some,
6: you know, suggestions. How to do a, s- a sampling of yeah, sorts.
5: Yeah, pick what he likes. Picks what he doesn't like. I think that kind of thing. Uh, we will talk college baseball with Ben here momentarily. Selection Monday was yesterday. Some snubs, some regional odds, and you have some plays for
6: people. There, are, there were some snubs. There were some horrific seating decisions. And wow. we do have, as a result, we have some, there's some value I'm, I'm seeing on the regional odds board. Okay. We'll look at
5: that. Uh, and we will talk to Todd Wright on the NHL. Uh, what a game seven last night. I'm going to bring it up with Todd, but I kept trying to drive it home with all of our NHL guests, whether it was Andy McNeil, whether it was Todd Wright, whether it was Jay Khan, I just didn't believe there was anything to the home road splits with the Carolina Hurricanes. You cannot convince me that that exists in hockey, and it certainly did not manifest last night. Rangers beat the Hurricanes, beat them soundly, and they will take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. What a battle of goaltenders that is between Andre Vasilevsky and Igor Shesterkin. So we'll get into that. Mark Borcher joins us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert uh, talking baseball at BaseWinner is where you can follow him, BaseWinner.com. How you doing, Mark?
7: Gil, I'm doing good, man. We're uh, almost into June. It's been kind of a fast two months, in my opinion.
5: Yeah, well, it has been. Uh, you know, I was just talking about uh, MVP last segment and how I wonder if the voters are going to have Shohei fatigue. You know, it's like, okay, we saw it last year. And we haven't seen that in 100 years. This year, sorry. I know you're doing the exact same thing, and the and the, comp- and the competition to your MVP award might not be as good, but we're just going to go ahead and give this to Aaron Judge. I'm not sure if you ever – Uh, ever think about that this early in the season?
7: No, I I don't think that that's going to come into effect that much on that particular matchup. You know, we talked about it uh, earlier with the, uh, the one Soto kind of getting snubbed. And then if he had if he had a good year this year, then I think that he would be more, if he was equal with another guy, then they would do that because that's what they do in the Oscars, right? If somebody gets snubbed well, the next year, if they have a good film or two years down the road, then they, they get it. But uh, I think with the Otani, it's such a, Unique deal Gil and I've been kind of wrestling with this because I do have a futures play in my group of five I have Aaron judge, so I know you you've talked with with Jason and he's like well Otani was the unanimous guy last year and and so he sees no reason that that he won't be The unanimous guy this year and to me, you know, I think that that he makes some good arguments about that, but It's really hard. I think you've got to look at war um, as kind of like 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 a reasonable I, I think gauge so like judge is on pace to be like at an eleven war right now so if he's in an eleven war and let's say Otani finishes up like I mean he was in an eight war last year, but let's say he's at a seven war this year, then I think it's I think it's a debate uh, I think you have to give it to to judge if he continues to go on this pace and and you think well uh, Otani's two guys. or he's one guy in two positions. And so, um, you know, you look at what he did, uh, what his projections are this year, like 2.4 war. And that's like a JD Martinez, a Nelson Cruz from 2021. So you, you look at that, but then you look at his pitching and his projections right now on his pitching are like, like 50th in baseball. I, th- I think you have a, I think that that's what you have to use. You have to use that war as kind of the gauge in, in my opinion.
5: Yeah, I mean, that kind of corroborates what I'm saying, right? Like, it's just, it's it's not a, no matter how logical what Jason is saying is, you know, is is true, I get it, but there's more to it than that when it comes to well. human beings and what they might decide to go with this year.
7: I think if it's like, for me, at least, if it's like judge has an 8.0 war and Otani has got a 7.2 war, then I think I'd go with Otani because he's like, he, again, he's like playing two positions and you could look at the payroll ramifications on the team. And like, they're only paying one guy to like produce this, you know, at two positions this way. So, um, but I think that that's really kind of for me, I was really excited. I don't know about, about you Gil, but, but, uh, they were talking, you know, prior to the, uh, the, the, the current agreement uh, when they were talking in the, in the talks, the, the, the current or the, the negotiations prior to the season, they were talking about using fan graphs war as pre arbitration, uh, a bonus uh, considerate, you know, to, to kind of figure out what, what their, what their bonus were for the people who were pre arb. And uh, I thought that was cool. I really thought, I thought that was like the, the, the intersection of sabermetrics mm-hmm. and, and, and major league baseball. I mean, here it is. So that was neat that they were using war. Maybe. So I think you're going to probably see that. So yeah, we
5: finally arrive with stuff like that. All right. Let me ask you about a, a bet in the NL central. Uh, Freddie Peralta is going to be out for a long time for the brewers. And now Brandon Woodruff goes on the IL with a high ankle sprain. Is there a bet to be made on the Cardinals to win the division? Now, all of a sudden,
7: I don't think so. Gil. I've never been a real fan of the Cardinals. And I think that, uh, for me, it's really disappointing to see Peralta get injured. I mean, he was in my group of five Cy Young. And so like all those guys are hurt in my group of five Cy Young. It's really terrible. But uh I think that for me I I'm what's the odds for the Brewers? I'd almost double down right now. I think that's that's probably a good play. I've got him I've got him winning the division like ninety percent of the time in my simulations.
5: Wow, minus four hundred on the Brewers. I think it's like plus two seventy five on the Cardinals, something like that. Um. Yeah. So exactly that. So you, minus four hundred. You would. You would can put. You,
7: yeah. Could you par? Could you parlay the um the futures? Do you, is that something that you can do? Do you know that? So
5: uh, you can do that. You. What do you mean? Like on d- division? Like numbers? parlay.
7: Like parlay. Parlay the Astros and the and the Brewers.
5: You know, like, I my my, my knee jerk reaction to that is to always say, oh, most books don't do that. Most books don't. But you know what? Every once in a while, I find out something about a book where you know, like was it Boyd over here parlays in game numbers right so there's like all kinds of little quirks at certain books that you're not aware of so i'm sure there is somebody who does
7: well either way it'd be a good bet like you bet been straight I'd, yeah i'd lay, lay minus 400 i, I you think would. It's,
5: okay yeah we're yeah, showing minus think, 425 at DraftKings. or been been up to date minus 400 i think he said uh cardinals plus 275 so uh no no taker from mark borchard on the cardinals what do you like today on the major league baseball card
7: well, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with an under today in the first five, and uh, I'm going to Christian Javier and Frankie Montas, and it's not, the price of the, the total is pretty low. It's three point five is the, the the under total for the first five innings, but these guys have been really good. They've got great stuff plus numbers. I've been using stuff plus which is, uh, you know, at the athletic. He, he uses the stuff plus number. And I've been kind of using this to, if, if I see a play with a model that looks good and I got a 3.3 run projection in here. So I'm like, okay, well, this looks good. And uh, Javier's in the 90th percentile stuff plus Montas 77th percentile. And one thing they're doing in, <laughs> in all of the parks, but it's particularly having a unique effect in Oakland is they are using they're, they're storing the balls in state in a humidor with a standard humidity. Humidity. So, uh, it's like 70% humidity, uh, with a, with a or no, 57% humidity with a 52% dew point. And I think that's going to help, uh, dry the <laughs> I think it's going to help dry the ball out Gil in later months for Oakland, but it's kind of backfired, uh, in Oakland because they've had like a, dry, like a dry April and a dry May. So what, what is, what the humidor is doing? It's designed to pull moisture out of the ball in, in these parks that have high humidity. But Oakland's been dry, so it's actually putting moisture into the ball. So I, we have some of that going on today that helps our bet, I think, in, in this situation.
5: Do you have the dew point on every one of the humidors in Major League Baseball? Do you have that? No, the- well,
7: it's it's supposed to be – well, the, it's supposed to be at 50, 50%, I think, uh, so – yeah, it's 52 or 52 I think is what it is. 50 or 52, but there's a magic number. So if the dew point at a particular park is over like I would say like 55, 56, it's going to dry the ball out. If it's under that, it's going to it's going to put moisture into the ball. So I've been I've been really paying attention to that because I think that's going to come into play.
5: Ben. Uh, Ben, mark it down. This is where we got a dew point on the show, where we went all nerd balled out on the show. On the show, we got eleven oh nine a.m. Eastern. <laughs> we got. That. Thank you, appreciate it. I love that you know this stuff, Mark. This is this is what makes you brilliant on this. So that helps out the best. So again, the bet once again, Astros Athletics first five.
7: First five under three and a
5: half. First five under three and a half can't hurt what you're talking about. That's the point of that.
7: No, I, I yeah. think that, yeah, I think that it's really a, like a unique situation. And maybe the market doesn't really understand it yet. I mean, mm-hmm. hell, it took me it took me two days of, st- of research and study to understand it. And I think I know right now. And it's going to be exciting because I think there's going to be more home runs in like five different parks in baseball in the summer months.
5: Trust me, Mark, I'm still trying to understand college baseball seating for the regionals of the super regionals. It's taken me two or three days as well. So, uh, I get it. Trust me. And that's and what you're talking about is way more complicated. Any other? Sometimes
7: you got to read like four articles that's to kind of get it down. It's unbelievable. So,
5: yeah. it, it's funny how, and this I guess is with teaching too, what makes somebody a good teacher? Not getting into the reader's brain, right? Trying to figure out how you can guide them along. Like, what's the detail you're leaving out that is making this not connecting with the reader? Uh, well let's give us one more pick before you leave here. What else do you got here?
7: I'm I'm gonna go with the Braves today. Uh, Morton versus Castellanos. It's priced up at minus one fifty-two in the market. I've got it at the base winner line, minus two oh one. So that's significant value. And, uh, you know, we talk about stuff plus and, and Morton's, you know, he ha- his, his results have been mixed so far, but his stuff is pretty darn good. 74th percentile against Humberto Castellanos, who's a six percentile stuff. Plus I've got the long-term projections pretty good still with Morton and uh, you put it all in the mixer uh, with this Atlanta offense and, and you come up with that minus two Oh one. I think it's pretty good value here laying the minus minus one fifty two. Gil. All
5: right. So the under in the, uh, A's Astros game. First five, and then the Atlanta Braves lay in the wood against the D-backs at Arizona tonight. Mark, yes, sir. What's that? Yes, sir. Yes, Absolutely. sir. Okay, just confirming. Mark Borchardt, everybody at Base Winner. Mark, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Gil. Mark Borchardt, everybody from another close location in the desert. Base Winner, always a pleasure having him on. Ben Wilson, college baseball next.
4: A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the
3: sports betting network.
5: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. It's Gil Alexander, Ben Wilson, in for Jeff Parlay this week. Um, Two hitting streaks at baseball happening right now. I'm always always a... uh, a dork for for good baseball, you know, statistical achievements. So I am rooting. Trey Turner right now has a hit streak of 22 straight games for the Dodgers. And Paul Goldschmidt for the Cardinals has a 21-game hit streak now. So both of those guys going. Uh, and the reason I bring it up, Ben, is because your podcast partner, one Pete Rose, Charlie Hustle, I believe has the, the tie for the longest hit streak in National League history with 44 games. I brought this up with you yesterday. I believe that's true. Obviously, the longest hit streak is Joe DiMaggio's 56. And is Pete Rose tied with Wee Willie Keeler at 44? Is that true?
6: Yeah. And, yes, it was uh, – Gene Garber who struck out Pete Rose, nineteen seventy eight, end the forty-four game history. Yeah. I might ask him about since we have a show today and now that those two guys it. are they're halfway there, I might ask him about it. Please do. Yeah. There you go. I gave you some podcast content. Thank you. I know it'll cheer him up because he had the hurricanes last night and Yeah. I know he wasn't happy about that. So yeah, we'll bring it up. When I want to ask you, how do you know about that kid? Just
5: be like some guy. Not not worth talking about. Um so, looking forward to. Uh, I, I'm I'm rooting for those guys to get past 30, and then this to get interesting because 29, 20, 28, 29. There's been a ton of guys that have done that, but then once it gets past 30, then it starts to dwindle pretty quickly, um, game by game. But that'll be pretty exciting if baseball can have something like that going on. Was it Juan Soto had the the huge on base streak going last year? I think. And I think Franco did as well, if I'm not mistaken. So, Anyway, baseball needs something like that going on. All right, college baseball. We brought this up yesterday. We tried to explain seeding for the regionals and the super regionals. Hopefully you understood it. Um, I'm too dense, obviously, to to have done so. But it was Selection Monday yesterday. And so the regional 64, first of all, it was 16 regional sites were determined. Uh, Those those teams end up being the top 16 seeds. Is that how that works? Yes,
6: they were uh, yesterday ordered into the top 16, which essentially means... If any of those 16 teams were to advance out of the regional, they would be able to potentially host a super regional. There's only eight. so All right, so
5: 64 teams yeah. in the regional, 16 in the super regionals, and then eight go to Omaha for the College World Series. That is correct. All right, so first of all, tell us who got snubbed.
6: Okay, so North Carolina State, a pretty ridiculous uh, team who they got kicked out of the 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 overall of College World Series last year in Omaha because of COVID. So just a brutal way to have your season end. They, they get kicked out because they had too many players, and that was, the, that was the protocol last year. If you had a certain amount of players, you forfeit. They were in an elimination game, so that meant your season's over. So that was pretty rough. And they were, by all accounts, were expected to be pretty comfortably in. Uh, a team that was, I mean, that's certainly not as good as last year, but – Out of the ACC, had a pretty solid. I mean, a top 35 RPI. They had just. They had. They. They made it to their conference final in the ACC. Uh, They just beat Wake Forest, who's a top 10 team in the country, and they were left out. And that was pretty. That is the. That is the pretty. How uh, does that happen? Money.
5: Some other school that that portends more money for it all gets in instead of them.
6: But it sounds like this year was the committee, and what apparently in the deep divey college baseball circles, the committee has decided to change what they value year to year, which is not exactly ideal if you're a program trying to figure out you know, scheduling and how you want to attack a season. And they really emphasize non-conference strength to schedule this year, which had not really been a huge factor in the past. But wow. if you didn't play a strong non-con, they really, really punished some of, these, uh, some of these teams. And a couple conferences like the ACC, they really did not think highly of. A lot of people felt like Notre Dame should have been a top 16 seed, and they were not given a regional. This is another sport, in addition to football, which
5: is really dominated by SEC schools, correct? And uh, what was it? Some uh, we were talking about last night off air. Some broadcaster, <laughs> how serious? Matt Brown, who played baseball at LSU, says here's how serious they take college baseball in the South. Some broadcaster in in Arkansas was like calling one of the kids on the baseball team. Uh, what was he calling him? Lame and and uh, he said a loser, a, dis- a loser and a disgrace. <laughs> I'm like, he's a kid. What are you
6: doing? College baseball. College yeah, baseball. It's, it's brutal. Who um, else snubbed besides so Tennessee State? What if I were to tell you that you know how we have? So we've selection Sunday as well. Same in March Madness. What if I were to tell you on Selection Sunday they came out on Saturday night and said, "Here are the top 16 seeds." Right. That's what they did in college baseball. So they they announced they didn't announce the order of seeding, but they announced the 16 teams who got the regionals before the final day of the conference tournament. So Oklahoma, who ends up going, they run through the Big 12 tournament. They end up with the best record in the Big 12. They, they beat Texas to win the Big 12 title. They now have an RPI. of, they're, they're in the top nine now. And by all accounts, they're at least at the very minimum a top 12, 15 team. They were not even given the chance to host a regional because their game had not yet taken place which is absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. How could like, you set that up where you say, oh yeah, we're just going to set the top 16. It's like saying, you know, let's, let's set it on Saturday night. And then the Ohio state, Michigan, big 10 tournament winner. Ah, we'll just, we'll figure it out later. They're going to be slotted in wherever that game doesn't matter. It's like, what, what are you, what are we doing here? Why would you even then play the game on Sunday? So Oklahoma gets totally robbed. They now go to Florida. They're in the Florida regional. And that's actually the, that's one regional that I, that I have my eye on because we now have all the odds out for specific regions. Okay. Yeah, let's We get have to odds it. on College World Series, but uh, Oklahoma is where did I have? I had them a second ago here. They are plus two sixty-five to come out of Gainesville, a team who is basically, like by all accounts, top ten, top twelve in the country. What book are you saying this? Uh, at, these are the all uh, DraftKings. They okay. just posted them uh, okay. this morning. So that's there are some regionals that are really tricky for these one seeds. Uh, Liberty, who's in that regional, already beat Florida in a three-game series this year. Uh, Central Michigan is one of the better four seeds you will have. So uh, you know, what you'll see is a lot of the four seeds are, you know, 12 to one and beyond. Are, uh, these,
5: are these double elimination? Is that double elimination. Yep. Double so four teams, double okay.
6: elimination, the top seed uh, hosts here. Uh, so Central Michigan is a, probably one of the better four seeds in the tournament. Liberty is like a live three seed. Uh, and so for me, this is, is going to be anything but straightforward for Florida. Uh, Oklahoma has Uh, They're they're a team that uh, they hadn't made the postseason each of the last three years, so their coach came in under the hot seat, Skip Johnson. I covered them opening weekend, and they've kind of had this, like, FU mode mentality all season. Um, I wasn't that impressed with them when I saw them in person, but they've come on so strong. They were the worst pitching staff in the Big 12, which matters a lot in the postseason because you got to go through these double elimination games. You have to have multiple pitchers. But their pitching has improved a ton uh, and Jake Bennett, their uh, their ace, is this like 6'6 lefty who is uh, pretty lethal. He's going to be a draft pick here next month who uh, just struck out 12 against Texas Tech in his last outing. And I think he went seven and two-thirds. So that is a team that in Oklahoma that they already got snubbed. They already were in a, all right, this is kind of a last-stand season for their coach to begin with. And they you can make a pretty compelling case. They were the best team in the Big 12. They are not hosting a regional. They go to a Florida team who I think is a pretty soft one-seed. You see you talk about the SEC, Gill. Yeah. A lot of these SEC teams get boosted in the in public perception because it's like, well, it's the SCC, they got to be amazing. Right. And that conference is legitimately good, but to me Florida is a little bit overvalued. I wasn't as impressed with them this year. So, so.
5: Oklahoma, regional play for Wilson. Plus 240? Plus 265. Plus 265 would be my eight. regional play. Okay. All right. I that's, like that. That's one. Just one. What's
6: another one? Uh, so another one, and it's funny, I just say. By oh, the way, yes. if you have more than, than can fit in this segment, we'll, we'll be I, happy I, I, to continue two. later. We can get in one more. Okay, let's get one more. Uh, it's funny how I say, okay, SEC, you're getting, you know, people overvaluing them. <laughs> now, but go. then there's Auburn. Yes. Who is not expected to do anything this year. And they're, they sneak in. They get a regional. So they get to host. They're plus 150. They're the favorites. But they have a really weak four, southeast Louisiana, who's 12 to 1. They get a UCLA team. I don't know if you saw that uh, over the weekend, I but did. they played a game against Oregon Nine State. Nine runs in the ninth. 25-22 in yes. 10 innings, <laughs> And then they had to turn around the next day and play. So UCLA has zero pitching right now. They've, they give a, they give up approximately 897 runs in the Pac-12 tournament. That is your number <laughs> two seed. And so it's a classic case of you have a couple legacy teams in this regional. UCLA traditionally really, really good. They've had a down year. They're not ranked. Florida State is also in this regional, typically really, really good. They, they have struggled hitting this year, and as I mentioned, the ACC is perceived to be very, very down this year. So those are, those are your other three teams, and Auburn, who has a, a, a hefty gentleman by the name of Sonny DeShera, who they got in as, as a transfer this year. He's been one of the best sluggers in, in, in all of D1 baseball this year. That was Auburn's biggest issue. They, they're a great pitching staff. Tim Hudson is the pitching coach, former Auburn Tiger, but they really had no offense, and uh, this guy DeShera comes in, has totally changed things for Auburn. And they come in, I I, th- I think uh, they were one of the last teams to get a regional, but plus 150, there's only two regional hosts who have worse, who have longer odds to come out of their regional. And I think that's going to be one people look at, and they're like, all right, Auburn's not holding serve here. But I actually think there's, uh, there's a little disrespect to the Tigers. I love Give this. Give me Auburn. I wish we could bet these
5: here. Oklahoma to win its regional, plus 265. Auburn to win its regional at plus 150 we'll have another regional play, regional pod, I should say, a pod of four teams um, momentarily. Now, you don't like Oklahoma or Auburn to win it all, though. We're just looking at regionals right now. Just regionals. I, yeah. Is it true that in the, in the, you know, we were talking, is Tennessee, look, Tennessee's plus 250 to win it all. Are they that dominant? Matt was saying they are.
6: They are. It's also baseball, and it's also college baseball. That's right. That's what I would
5: say to that. That's what I, I would agree with that as a counter. All right, we got one more of those coming up. But Todd Wright chimes in on the NHL on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Gil Alexander on Visa, the sports betting network.
5: The Visa Summer Special is here for only thirty-nine dollars. You get everything Visa has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business, right here at Visa.com. And subscribers. They will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Montaube will have Best Bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued Best Bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full Vicent experience, which reaches the daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now. It's very simple. At vison.com slash summer. Skill Alexander. It is a numbers game where sports betting analytics live. Ladies and gentlemen, this gentleman was the greatest radio host of all time uh, when he hosted All Night with Todd Wright back in the days of ESPN Radio. Also, of course, now has his podcasts, the Todd Wright Toddcast, as well as the... Todd Wright fantasy football contest a football podcast, rather, where he answers all of your fantasy football podcast uh, uh, contest questions, not contest, but league questions all season long. He's been kind enough to do so throughout the years. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Todd Wright. How you doing, Todd?
8: Good morning, Gil. Nice to be with you.
5: Oh, it's a good day for you. You were all over the Rangers. And and let me just say this. Shesterkin, absolutely fantastic. And we'll get to that discussion against the lightning here momentarily. But, you know, I tried it when I had you on, I had Andy McNeil on, I've had Jake Hahn on, and I and I kept beating this. I, I, I would ask it in question form, but I would be like the, the home road splits thing with the Hurricanes. It was my way of sort of saying, I don't buy it in hockey. Like, I, it, it just sort of randomly for me that the Hurricanes had this thing going on. In the end, it didn't manifest in Game 7. The Rangers rolled them. Congratulations to you. You were all over the Rangers. pre flop.
8: I was uh, a lot of that was much like Tampa Bay, a coach, a head coach with recent Stanley Cup winning playoff experience in Gerard Gallant, and what I and many feel is an elite goaltender who you know some would say, well, uh, you yeah, know, much younger than Vasilevsky. Uh, it's a year and a half barely. Uh, Vasilevsky's twenty seven, turns twenty eight in December. Shosturkin twenty six, and I believe his birthday is in July. So their age is not much different, even though Vasilevsky has been playing in the league uh, much longer. But, you know, as it relates to the home road splits, Gil, and you were right on that, I will say one thing, if Andy McNeil and others haven't said it, involving, quote-unquote, home ice, home court, home field advantage in any team sport. There's a tangible reason for that in hockey because the head coach of the home team gets the last change yes i can't equate anything to that in the nba the nfl or major league baseball and maybe it's because because there's one or two writers at the athletic who have been very wrong about the rangers this entire time including uh picking against them in game seven who say criticism of gerard Gallant has always been he doesn't take advantage of last change. He doesn't look at matchups. But what did I tell you last week that I and others like about golan He keeps his defensive pairings together. Uh, the top four, generally the two and two, barring injury, they play together all the time. Uh, I think there's a benefit to that. I think golan is just one of these guys, and you, you saw him a lot out there in Vegas for two-plus mm-hmm. seasons. He says, we're going to play our game. We're going to play our game. Last change, first change, be damned. We're going to play our game. I'm going to put the best guys on the ice together. Reminds me, Gil, you talk a lot of NBA this time of year. Remember when Mike D'Antoni came along in Phoenix and they were like, what is he doing? He doesn't have a true center on the court. And D'Antoni said, yeah, I'm putting my best five guys out there. Yeah. And it, it, it was sort of just his way of saying, this is the way we're going to win. And maybe it fell short of a, an NBA championship, but it worked. And I think Gallant does things a similar
5: way. It's tough for people to get out of their constructs, right? If, if it's been done this way all along, then when someone else comes out and tries to do something a little differently, uh, people, uh, you know how brains are, people are slow to adapt, and not just in sports, but in, in life in general. So then it's the Eastern Conference Finals between the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning going for a three-peat, they're eight games away, and it's the Rangers that they get here. And Tampa Bay is a minus-125 favorite on the road in Game 1. They are a minus-175 series favorite, uh, are the uh, are the Lightning. It is Vasilevsky versus Shosturkin. And, you know, look, as great as Vasilevsky has been, and he has been spectacular. Boy, it's tough to say anything wrong about Shosturkin either. I'm curious where you stand on this.
8: Shosturkin against the Lightning this year has a... Save percentage of 9.58. Didn't lose to them in any of the three meetings this year. Granted, one of those was against Elliott on New Year's Eve because they played again against each other two days later. But 958 for Shostakovich this year against the Lightning. You know, one of the foundations, and again, here we are with John Cooper getting the first two games of a series on the road, which he's very comfortable with and he manages very well. The foundation to me, Gil, one of the foundations of the Lightning run for three years has been Andre Vasilevsky does not lose games back-to-back. That, to me, will be tested significantly in this series, and I think it could be tested in the first two games in New York. And once that goes away, I think that challenges the lightning in an area they haven't been since they lost in Florida Columbus three years ago. And I think the Rangers are their most difficult challenge to get that three and I'm, I guess I'm not surprised that the lightning are favored obviously in the series, but in game one, and I know people say, Oh, the Rangers had to go seven. The lightning have been off. I know what the narrative's going to be if the Rangers win. Well, the Lightning were rusty; they hadn't played <laughs> That's in right. a week and a half. They're two right. between home games, but no, I, I love the Rangers in Game One, and obviously, you know, I like them overall. I have liked the Lightning. I think the Stanley Cup champion comes from the East, based on what's left out West, particularly in net. So, those are some of my thoughts when wow. I look east.
5: Okay, nice. so a, p- a play on the Rangers in Game One, but stopping short, yes. but stopping short of a Rangers series play.
8: I'd rather play Game One right now. Okay, I All just right. I just play Game One right now. I I don't think the series price is going to move that much if the Rangers hold home ice in Game One.
5: I think no. you're probably right. It won't go crazy after one game, that's for sure.
8: And I already have a ticket on the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup. Okay, so I I have that in my pocket already.
5: All right, let's note that as well. That's from someone who already has a ticket as well. Okay. So, West, that starts tonight. Uh, Edmonton and Colorado. The Avalanche, no real surprise, are a big favorite in the series. Minus 250, although some might object to just how big of a favorite they are. In game one, Avalanche are minus 175 favorites. The total is seven. And so I'll ask of you what I ask of everybody else, which is, okay, I get it. The Avalanche, which a lot of people have as the presumptive not only representative from the West, but also maybe the Stanley Cup champion. A lot of people believe that. But then you get to see Connor McDavid at the uh, the peak of his powers here this postseason. It's got to make you hesitate on pulling the trigger. Oh, it does.
8: Oh, it does. Also because I still don't buy Jared Bednar as a Stanley Cup winning head coach. He's five and four in postseason series in his Stanley Cup playing career. He's had McKinnon the entire time. He's five and four. Did they just get over a hump? Or, Gil, you and I talked as they blew game five. You and I talked as a third-liner and a fourth-liner scored cheapy goals against Ville Uso and not Bennington to win game six. I'm not convinced Colorado, Colorado didn't impress me in getting past the hump of the second round. Look, this is the first conference finals, Gil, since 89, where the two opponents have averaged more than four goals per game coming in. That's why the number is that high. Mike Smith has been awful in game one. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Colorado wins game one, five or six to two or three. But to me, that doesn't change my opinion that they have no discernible advantage. You will get hockey executives and coaches say Mike Smith is playing better in the playoffs than Darcy Kemper. And I keep coming back to Jay Woodcroft, maybe one of the better new head coaches in the National Hockey League. Since he took over, Gil, he's coached them for 50 games. They're 34 and 16. 34 mm. and 16. Jay Woodcroft's Oilers win two for every one they lose with Mike Smith. To me, Edmonton has the better player in McDavid, and they have the better head coach in Woodcroft. That's why I like Edmonton in the series. And I think you might get it at an even better number after they lose game one.
5: Wow. Strong conviction on both ends. Likes the Rangers in game one, staying off the series for now, but going to hold off on the Oilers here in game one, but might get a better price and will pound that if the Oilers lose game number one of the Western Conference Finals. Real quick, Todd, because we got to go. We only have 20 seconds. What's the matchup that your former network wants to see on TV for the finals?
8: Um the twenty twenty-two Rangers against the nineteen
5: ninety-four New York Rangers. <laughs> That's a great answer. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it very much. You're welcome, Bill. <laughs> Right. Uh it's very true. I would love to see that 94 Rangers team grace their screens again. Against this version of the Rangers. Ben Wilson has one more college baseball pick, and uh, we'll take a look at the NBA Finals MVP as well. Uh,
4: A numbers
3: game with Gil Alexander on VSEN, the sports betting network.
5: BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Are you? Well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over twenty. MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Bet MGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the Bet MGM app, sign up with Bet MGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action. With Bet MGM Rewards, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. It must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Skill Alexander. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate uh, the uh, feedback. This is from uh, Bond Plate. Uh, let's see. Oh, Gill and uh, Jason Weingarten. This is the uh, this is the sexiest conversation. Shohei versus Judge uh, or new kid on the block. How long will the trump card he pitches last? I'd like to think MLB Awards voters will continue to properly assess the value of two-way player, but key words, I'd like to. That was kind of my point of bringing it up. That's, that's the real question. How long will that last? Uh, Darian Ibrahim. Oh, here's a good one, Ben. Yo, uh, awkward young Jeff didn't invite you to the wedding? <laughs> we got a year, okay? We got a year. I don't think the invitations <laughs> are out yet. I don't think they're uh, out yet. I don't know if I'm going to get an invite. <laughs> Why, you're making this awkward, Darian. Jeez, tough crowd. This is from Bry. He says, I'm not saying Nadal will beat Djokovic, but when will you get the chance to uh, to back him at the French at plus 190 again? The answer is never, Bry. You're right about that. Ah, uh, let's see here. Thomas McKenna, he goes, Gil tried to sneak in a Borat reference. I am very excited. Oh, I sneak it in all the time. Let's see. Uh, Trader John says, uh, DraftKings does have MLB division exactas, if that's what uh, Base Winner was referring to. Oh, I was talking about the uh, the Brewers and the Cardinals on top of the uh, the NL Central, and and Mark talked about uh, an exacta there. Bond played also adding to the uh, Shohei discussion. He's very obsessed with the Shohei uh, discussion. He said... Would a better question be, is this now a two-man race? And if, when it is, if you already have Otani in the plus 300s, when do you just hit judge at plus money and sit back and relax? The check is in the mail. Loving the show today. Shout out to Ben Wilson as well. I don't think it's a two-man race. It's May. There's no such thing as a two-man race in May. A lot that can
6: happen. We got a a lot of baseball left.
5: There's injuries. Some other dude can come up and just have a ridiculous torrid stretch. These guys can start to suck. You know, it's a long way to go. Uh, Let's see here. Do do, do, do do Matt Grissom hoping that someone in town, specifically Circa, will post college baseball regional matchups. He's shouting out to them. Russell Smith, don't sleep on East Carolina. Said number eight, the longest winning streak in the nation at 18 in a row, need to win their pod this weekend to host at uh, Clark LeClaire Stadium for the first time ever in the Super Regionals. So we got some of the college baseball, uh, some love on this. Do do, do, do. Let's see here. Scott C., I didn't think I would need to brush up on earth science to handicap baseball totals this year. I'm talking about a base winner going to the uh, humidors and the dew points of that. Uh, Gonzalez Cannon, not surprised but impressed with Ben Wilson's college baseball knowledge. Also did great with the uh, the WAC tournament, Globe Life preseason games, but I think Liberty wins that region.
6: Hey, I appreciate it, Gonzalez some, Cannon. That's very buff. nice.
5: Gonzalez Cannon there. Forrest Lehman, uh, apparently uh, Carlitos didn't get the wake-up call today. Loose, to put it mildly, Carlos uh, Alcaraz dropping the first set to Sasha Zverev. Uh, dropped at 6-4. It
6: is a pick right now, Gil. It is On a, serve in the
5: second. A pick on serve in the second. Carlitos, let's go. Thanks for all the tweets, as always, at Beating the Book. Let's take a real quick look. because We didn't do this yesterday. NBA Finals MVP. We were heavy on basketball yesterday, not so much today. But NBA Finals MVP, again, the NBA Finals doesn't start till Thursday in San Francisco. But you can still bet the Finals MVP, of course. Steph Curry, no surprise, plus 110. Jason Tatum, plus 175 for the Celtics. Now, here's the thing, again, historically about NBA Finals MVP. The only time it has ever gone to a player on a losing team was the very first time they did this award back in 1969 when they gave it to the logo Jerry West of the Los Angeles Lakers when they lost to the Celtics. I assume they lost to the Celtics that year. Yes, I believe they did. So Jerry West is the only one. So basically, you got to play for the winning team. So it's got to correlate to your series conviction. If you think it's the Warriors, Steph Curry is your short shot. If you think it's the Celtics, Jason Tatum is your short shot. But those aren't bets that we would make, Ben Wilson, are they? What about the longer shots? Would you take a 10 to 1 on Jalen Brown if you believe the Celtics are going to win this? And then there's a bevy of Warriors from which to choose. Clay's 14 to 1. Draymond, or as Greg Anthony calls him, Draymond is at 14 to 1.
6: And a pool party, Jordan Poole's at 25 to 1. I think I might take a shot at Clay or Jordan Poole. The clay one is, is what jumps off the, the screen to me. And it's just because when you, this is this, the voting thing about like Draymond, he's a guy who has not really looked like he's wanted to take a shot for the better part of four months. And that's not nothing against Draymond. He knows his game really well. And he, he's not, that's not what he does. He's not really a, a high leverage scorer. but clay Thompson, we know the ceiling is there. he showed it in game five against, against the Mavericks. He's a guy who's got 40 point ceiling every single game. You you figure that for Boston, so much of the defensive game plan is going to be shutting down Steph, but they really haven't had a series yet where they've they've had to to, to slow down multiple legitimate outside shooting threats. And and you think about how with with the injury to Chris Middleton in the Bucks series, that was really a you, you do your best against Giannis. Drew Holiday wasn't consistent enough. That's a series. And in Miami, it was as we know, Jimmy Butler and basically a collection of body parts who were, you know, up and down throughout that series.
5: (laughs) And dovetailing nicely with our conversation from before, if I may say so, about Shohei, these are human beings. And so to your point about Draymond, not exactly warm and fuzzy. Some voters might not enjoy Draymond.
6: There's a history in the NBA finals of Draymond doing below the belt things. I'm I'm not making a judgment. I love Draymond. I think he's
5: a Hall of Famer. But I'm saying when it comes to you betting your money on these kinds of things, keep that in mind. That Draymond's got to overcome that perhaps as well. Whereas Clay has the finest narrative of the bunch, right? Not only blew out his knee, also tore his Achilles, missed two seasons. By the way, the injury happened to have happened, the first one, in the NBA Finals, right? Against the Toronto Raptors. So what a perfect arc this would be over a three-year span from that, you know, the the nadir, if you will, of Clay Thompson's career with that injury at the highest moment, uh, the highest stage, I should say, the biggest stage of all this. If he goes off, what a great story that would be. Again, human beings involved, not computers, in voting for these things. So I think I would take a shot at Clay at 14 to
6: 1 on this.
5: And maybe I will. Maybe I will.
6: Don't mind that at all. Would have no yeah. no issue there.
5: All right, we only have a couple minutes left, Ben, and uh, we promise, folks that you have one more uh, college baseball regional play. You already gave out Oklahoma plus two sixty five in their region, and then Auburn plus one fifty in theirs. What is number three, sir?
6: Number three. First off, uh, all of a sudden people are tweeting at me wanting wanting advice on these regionals, so I feel obligated to do my best. Uh, Alan Harris asked if if Tech is a little cheap at minus one fifty five. Ah, uh, you have an opinion on this? Uh, yes. I, not a huge opinion I think they're right that's the second largest favorite behind only Tennessee uh, in in the regional so uh, Gonzaga is the only team that can beat I would say who could beat vatech that is a really tough ask going from sp- scenic spokane to even more scenic blacksburg Virginia that is a <laughs> a long haul yes uh, the committee got a, they kind of went away with a lot of the regional like they they were trying to do geographical regionals a lot in the past so I, which I, I like you're actually putting you know the best teams together instead of just Lazily saying, "Hey, four teams are playing California. You guys just play each other." So I, I like that they did that. But uh, Gonzaga is the only threat really to va Tech. Uh, I but I, I still like Virginia Tech, fourth, fourth best team in the country at D1 baseball and end, ending the season here. So uh, that that would just be a, a suggestion. Uh, the one, the final one I'm looking at is it is the the region I believe that will have the most carnage. Georgia Southern is your host. They are the third betting favorite of, the, of their own region, plus wow. 235 You come out of the Statesboro, Georgia region. Uh, and I'm going to go back to the, in this whole talk on being snubbed and the committee not showing respect. So I mentioned how the committee, they went all in on this whole idea of non-conference strength of schedule mattering a ton. They screwed Notre Dame out of a top 16 seed. And, and basically the reason reasoning they gave was, well, Notre Dame, it was a, a 195 non conference strength of schedule. We get that they are a, high academic institution who plays in a cold weather city, but we don't care. And basically they couldn't play anybody because they traditionally don't play a tough schedule. They got to have to play on the road the first five weeks of the season, but they, they had a really good record in a, in a solid ACC. They go 18 and 12 against top RPI teams this year. And I think it kind of goes back to the Oklahoma point. I was making earlier the disrespect to a Notre Dame team. It's like, what else do you want them to do They're They're in South Bend, Indiana. They can't just play all these amazing non-conference teams when it's February in Indiana. So they are, they are the favorite, Gil, but I'd ride them. It's a plus 145.
5: Plus 145 on the Fighting Irish to win their region. All right. Oklahoma, Auburn, Notre Dame. Again, my five futures. I don't know how I have five futures to win it all, but somehow I do. Stanford, Texas, Texas A&M. Ole Miss is a long shot, and now FSU added to the mix. May it all come home. One of them, I get it. May one of them come home. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Thank you to you. Good luck with all your bets. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.